You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, fam fam. Welcome back to another episode with your girls, Carolina and Tessa. Hi. Hi, Tessa. We have had quite the season and we're coming close to it being the season end, right, girl? Yes. Um, but it's it's been so great to, again, connect with more people. And we have another guest today from Instagram. I came across her profile, Miss Jessica Michael Davis. She is an actor and filmmaker, originally from Ohio, moved to the big NYC. Yeah, and East Coast. I, I still consider yeah, Ohio yeah. East Coast. I mean, I know it's like really the Midwest, but like people call Pennsylvania the Midwest and I hate that. So I'm calling Ohio the East Coast. <laughs> they do not. They do. They call? They do. What? But here's the thing. Okay, so like Pennsylvania, you know, you've got the Pittsburgh end and the Philadelphia end. The Philadelphia end is unmistakably East Coast because it is right next to New York City. So, yeah. like, we're still the same state over here in Pittsburgh. Like, we're still East Coast, okay? Uh, <laughs> well, I guess you guys are kind of out there in the... <laughs> we're the west the of, the mid- of the East Coast, all right? <laughs> we're not the Midwest. <laughs> There's the distinction we needed. <laughs> but, yeah, she gives us East Coast vibes with her hustle, for sure. Mm-hmm. We love her positive mindset and energy i love the way she approaches filmmaking um it's very relatable to me as a writer and i just think we we get into some great topics about llc llc's for films platforms she's used and tools she's used to to help her keep it structured and organized and the legalities of it all as we all love as creatives to deal (laughs) with so i think this is gonna be a great episode for y'all to tune into and and learn about about maybe some tools that you can use when you create your films. So, happy listening, fam. We love you. Don't forget to rate us. Okay, bye. So, um, Carolina, actually, why don't you start? Because you had found Jessica on IG. So, I just want to, like, talk about what drew you to her and like what made you excited because when you brought her up to me I was like oh yeah like her stuff is really cool so like what stood out to you um I just love that she um came from an acting background and that's what it appeared to me on the gram that you're an actor and then what you're what you were really putting out there was that you had created your own films and we just love that so much that's very much who we are we're actor filmmakers Um, But I just, I thought that was really amazing that you've already produced a couple films yourself and um, that really stood out to me. And of course, we're here to support our women, our ladies in the industry. So I was like, I have to have her on. And it just, it just, I love the way you were showing your, the different process of your filmmaking steps on IG. I think that's really cool. It's always great when you can see where a filmmaker's at like real time. Um, and I definitely just saw your recent post about making your latest film an LLC. And I have lots of questions about that. I think (laughs) a lot of people, you know, when it comes to the legalities of stuff, it kind of goes over your head. And so it always helps to like refresh and hear what someone else did in the industry. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you'd be open to talking to us about that, but that's something too, that I was like very curious about. Yeah. Awesome. So cool. Jessica, so, let's start from the beginning with you, like just a little a little background on yourself, you know, how you got started and what uh, took you into filmmaking specifically and yeah, just kind of your whole path. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting when I look at it because I really didn't 
get into it like till five years ago but looking back to my life I've been doing it my whole entire life yeah I was writing stories by like the time I was four um my mom used to like get the little binds for them so I, there's like all these books I used to have oh. um, I used to when I was nine like in the talent show I like produced cast uh cast myself as the star and directed this little stage <laughs> naturally exactly <laughs> Um, and then when I was 10, I wrote a feature length script and sent it to Richard Linklater. Um, looking back, I was constantly telling stories, acting. I used to edit videos in like Windows Media Player. Um, <laughs> but you know how life is. And so I went on like a traditional route for a moment in high school and all this pressure to, you know, make a life for myself, which is actually what my next film is about this feature. It's like all the pressures of having your life figured out and I was really good at math and science and I got a STEM scholarship to Akron U, which is just like a local university in Ohio. And I almost fell into that trap, but uh, luckily I started taking acting and dancing classes and I started dancing professionally in Ohio and I just loved the performance aspect because my technique wasn't that great, <laughs> but they told me that I made it because I was a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that my heart just, I allowed it to keep following that track mm-hmm. and I um, signed up for a backstage account while I was in Ohio and used to take the mega bus from like Pittsburgh to New York for a day, audition for things. And then I eventually booked one of those. And I don't know, I just told myself in a week, I was like, let's do it. Like I'm moving to New York, I'm doing this. And it was difficult because I had good things going for me in Ohio. You know, I had this scholarship, I had this dance team um, and no one really understood it. Like they were all like, well, gonna go do the thing in New York and what's that gonna do and I was like I don't know but I just feel like I have to follow mm-hmm. it um, and yeah so I got here and that dance gig did not pan out <laughs> um it still got me here and I knew that I wanted some serious acting training um yeah I just wanted something really intense and I eventually found that so I graduated in 2019 and within that acting conservatory we are also started to study film and I think that's when like my filmmaking side started to come out a little bit storytelling I was like wait I really love this and so for my thesis film in that filmmaking class um that was my first short film that I made and I knew it when I was going into filming it I was like I want to take this to festivals and just like start as soon as I graduate um, and I did and so that's led me here and I think I just keep following whatever step I feel is next um I never really know what it is going to be but I just keep yeah taking the next step and it takes me to new stories and I keep meeting all these amazing and inspiring artists who um I continue to collaborate with which helps me get all these opportunities because I just keep making stuff with my friends um so it's been really great and that's where I am now and with this feature film too um in front of me it feels like a scary big step and like maybe you know it's too soon but at the same time I just told like it just felt so right Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're supposed to do this this year. And so I jumped in and it's surprisingly going really well. Um, so yeah, I guess I keep just following my path. Um, not really sure where it's going to land me, but uh, excited to where it goes. Yeah, good for you for just like, you know, not just falling into what a lot of people would be like, oh, well, that's the, you know, the path you're supposed to go. Like, you're good at this academically, so take this scholarship. Like, you knew you had passions elsewhere and you pursued that. And then, like, good for you for that. Also, like, I'm from Pittsburgh. That Megabus ride is a long time. <laughs> so good for you for doing that, like, four auditions and everything. Um, and it, it it kind of, it reminds me, um, Carolina and I just did another podcast episode interview and we were talking about like how people are so afraid to take that next step and like make that move and you know clearly it can pay off (laughs) you know you're and catapult to something like we were talking about how you know we're always scared like putting so much pressure is is this the right decision is you taking that dance role the right decision and you jokingly were like yeah it didn't really like work out to what I thought it was going to be but you said it got you to where you the, ne- the next phase in your life, yeah. you know, the re- the next place. And had you not done that mistake, quote unquote, you wouldn't have been where you are. So I just love hearing that. That is so amazing that you could just, you know, you have to be, you do have to be brave about it and just be like, you know, it's okay. Like I, this just feels right right now. Mm-hmm. And it's okay mm-hmm. if it, if it fails, you know? Yeah. yeah exactly. 
That's the thing. It's like failure is only going to teach you a lesson. Like, yes, it's disappointing, but like, if you can take that and, and roll with it and learn like, okay, so maybe that path wasn't for me or, you know, that led me to this. Like you just, you got to be constructive with it, you know, and creative with it. Yeah. So talk to us about this um, Escaping Ohio is this film that you were talking about where you were like, I'm not sure I want to like make it this big feature film. So talk to us about the different phases and what it's about. Yeah. Um, Escaping Ohio was born out of quarantine last year, almost a year ago, actually. Um, I had met this really incredible actor. Uh, We were connected through one of my acting coaches. And we just knew that we wanted to collaborate on something. We had this like instant banner uh, banter and um, chemistry that worked really well. Yeah. And the way that I write is I kind of like vomit things up and I don't really know where it comes from. So this script for the short film, um, I wrote in a night and the more and more I worked on it, the more I was like, wait, there's like actually a lot that means a lot to me in this. Um, So I just kept working on it and yeah, we went into the short film. We did crowdfunding for it. And it's just the journey into making the short film was so incredible. And then we did a four day shoot and it was literally the, just the most magical week of my life. Um, <laughs> got amazing people, uh, just, I don't know. It was the energy, the, I just really trusted my gut when choosing people and um, it just, yeah, it always pays off. Right. And as it yeah, should, it was- <laughs> yeah, it, it does. But by the time it was over, I was so incredibly sad. Um, and I think I just realized it's because like we knew that this journey for these characters and the story wasn't over. And that last day on set, we we're like, no, we're coming back for the feature. So <laughs> we just, there was definitely going to be a feature. There's more to this journey, these characters. And at the time, I assumed, you know, we wouldn't do it like, in, you know, we would take like a year to develop it. And go a traditional route, um, take the short film to festivals, mm-hmm. prove its prove our worth, and take the traditional route of like short to feature. Um, however, when January came around, I don't know exactly what it was, but I was actually on a panel in Clubhouse and I said it publicly. I was like, I have this gut feeling that I'm supposed to make the feature this year, but that seems so soon. And someone was like, well, I mean, if your gut's telling you that, then you should do it. And that was when I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. Um, so yeah, so we're jumping in and, and making it and we're shooting it 20 days in August. Um, wow. Two days in Jersey. And it's just been the most incredible journey where things just keep opening, like doors keep opening, things keep falling into place. Um, it's just been really, really incredible. And so the story itself is two 18 year olds facing adulthood in Ohio. And it is similar <laughs> to my life. Um, it's not based on anything that's happened to me, but the character is very much inspired from me. Whereas, you know, she has these opportunities in Ohio, like a STEM scholarship and all these things that make sense mm-hmm. and the pressures from the town and just, yeah, falling into that life. But when it doesn't like spark any fuel in you, it's like, should you follow that? And I think when you're 18, it's just um the light, like life just looks so big and terrifying and you're scared that you're not going to find your way. And even now too, like I'm not 18, but you know, it still resonates so deeply with me. This story of like, is this next step? Like, is it going to be the right thing? Like, is this the right move? Is this going to take me where I'm supposed to go? And the message of the film itself is that you're going to find your way. And another Mm. thing that inspired this film for me was I love teen movies and I always have. Um, So there's a lot of aesthetic that comes from that, like sleepover and things I hate about you, Legally Blonde, that type of stuff. Um, But I just, I always felt like I couldn't connect with those films because love is always, you know, the payoff in the end. And I wanted to tell a film that I think love is important and I do she you know has this love interest and it's not that she doesn't love him um but I just think that sometimes especially when you have all these this whole life ahead of you love isn't your main goal in at that time in your life or it's not you know it's not the most important thing in your life and I don't know how many girls stories I've seen like that and so it's kind of a movie for myself but I'm just hoping that you know other people will uh resonate with it as well is this yeah a girl who 
follows her heart and when that you know when love isn't the main thing in your life um and you can love someone and it doesn't mean it's any easier to choose the next step um, yeah yeah absolutely there's a lot of yeah, I can relate to that so much. I mean, like when I moved out here, I was in a two year relationship and we did long distance for two years. And like, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, they have aspirations of, you know, whether it's chasing a big dream of fame or whatever in L.A. or just like wanting to get out of their hometown. But there's always something holding them back, you know, whether it is a romantic relationship or whatever. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I think that. um not having love be the payoff like it traditionally is like you were saying is a really like innovative concept and something that I would personally love to see a whole lot more in movies and I think that people are starting to realize like oh romance doesn't always have to be like the main the thing or the payoff point. yeah exactly yeah. and I I love that because I found the older I get, the more cynical I get about love. <laughs> so like romance and movies, I'm just like, Ugh, you know, <laughs> like, I love when that isn't the actual, you know, payoff in the end. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I and for me, too, when I was 18, I love love. <laughs> but when I was 18, I was very like realistic and driven about my goals as a creative and an artist. And I never took relationships seriously till later on in my life. So because that's that wasn't my focus. And so I really like also align with your message that as for like a young, inspiring artist or, or uh, entrepreneur, whoever, I feel like it can really go across the board, not just for artists, but for, yeah, especially women in general, like a relationship isn't all that we want all the right. time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not so much that I don't love love because I do love love. And I, that that hints throughout the movie because um, it's still, you know, got your rom-com feel to it. Yeah. And well, the other side, too, because I can see now that I'm older, too, you know, how someone might want to stay in their hometown. That makes them happy and building a life with someone they love. But I just see we that's the point of view we see so much that I think it's time we, you know, see the other point of view. Yeah. Granted, that's good, but. Yeah. And I could see the aesthetic that you were talking about in your short, um, what, what you had on the snippet on your, your website, right, Tessa? Mm -hmm. Like you can definitely see that teenage rom-com vibe. I definitely, like I immediately picked up on it. So like kudos, you pulled it off. Like it's there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. And it's, um, what was the turnaround time to, okay, so we have the short film and now, we're doing the feature as far as like creating the rest of the story. Like how quickly were you able to do that? And did it just like continue to click for you and you just happen to have that momentum? Cause that's sometimes I feel like the writing is the hardest part, like to really just nail down. So how did, what any tips and tricks to how you just got that to be a bigger story? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's been an interesting journey uh, <laughs> to say the least. I said we were doing the feature film before the draft was even written, Mm -hmm. which is terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Girl, I I know. (laughs) I know this story. I know these characters and I'm going to, I'm just, I'll find it. And I think so much of that is just trusting that the story will come out and it's showing up too. Like there were so many days where like I'd show up to the story and whether that's like sitting in front of the script on my laptop or if it's just... I love to daydream um so I'll just like lay in my bed stare at the ceiling and listen to music that is of the genre or of the movie that I'm writing that'll you know, yeah. give me some inspiration. Mm-hmm. um and let things roll and I'll do like a lot of voice memos I'm like ooh, what if this happens or like this and this and it's um I also co-write with my co-star so I'll bounce a lot of ideas off of him and he's so helpful of getting the juices flowing and like helping me figure out the path um, so when we first did it, we thought that it was going to be the same as the short, but just expanded. Yeah. And then I actually, this is just a really crazy story that I won't veer off into, but I, because of the pandemic and the second shutdown in New York city, I spent two months in Ohio in January and February. And I ended up dating a guy who <laughs> was exactly like the character from this short film. Oh my God. Um, really weird like the first thing he said to me was like I could prove why Ohio is so great which is literally the premise <laughs> of the <show. laughs> yeah he was like 
24 hours and I'll show you why Ohio is so great. Oh my so God. Ohio is great. And like the first thing he, um, he recommended where we go is a, a place that we actually went to in the short film. And I'm like, God, this is so weird. Yeah. Oh my God. Inception of real yes. life and movie. <laughs> but I actually fell back into that trap a little bit where I kind of lived my movie. Um, whereas I started to fall for this guy a little bit and I think that was the subconscious part of me for asking for safety of this you know safe Ohio life with love that we are all, like we almost fall for it because it just it's so we easy. like feeling safe yeah as humans yeah, of course. that's just human nature of course yes and I mean it is but yeah it's just it's not what I want in life but I was blinded by that because so many aspects. So anyways, I almost fell for it again and I had to re-escape Ohio back in February. <laughs> but this whole trajectory, trajectory I had with this guy kind of gave me more inspiration that clicked for my script. And I was like, wait. And so I took what I learned from that relationship and put that into the script. And so the short is still the essence of the feature and the characters are definitely the same. And we get to learn more about them, which I've always known about them before. But her journey has a lot more ups and downs to it. And once I knew the beginning and end and then this like little middle click part um, that got me over, uh, it was just so easy from there. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm the type of person that like once I work on something, like I don't want to stop until I finish. Mm-hmm. And so I just days on days, I was up late till like three in the morning until I finally had a draft and sent it out. Um, and then I've been, you know, revising it since then. But the journey was very interesting because I was already planning things for the feature film, talking to an investor while not even having this draft finished. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> any day now this will be finished. Cause I don't want to, it's this thing. You don't want to force your creativity because then it doesn't come out authentically. Right. right. But you also want to make sure you give it that opportunity and nurture it to come out. Um, Cause I think that so much of it is like trying to get yourself into that place where it's going to come out. But then once you actually are like sitting there and you're there and it just like flows out and you're like, wait, this isn't hard at all. Yeah. I think that goes yes. to show too that there's no like, there's no one way to to do it all right. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people like want to know, well, like, okay, what's, you know, what are the steps that I have to take to make a movie? Like, what do I, and there's certain things, yes, you have to check off the list, but like, they don't have to be done a certain way. Like writing, for instance, you said you just kind of like vomit, right? You know, whereas some people like they have to have an outline this detailed, like it just depends what works for you. As long as you get it written and you have certain things in there, like that's what matters. And the same goes for creating the film. You know, you talk to investors before you had a script finished and like, you know, it just, yeah, it's whatever is going to work for you and your process that's going to get it done. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, thinking about that, too, because I I kind of combine the outlining and your process is like similar to how I work. Like I don't I like to discover the nuance, certain nuances as I write. So I don't want to have it all planned out because I'm I get it. I'm that same way. Like half of my writing is me just sitting there with my thoughts and, and listening. I have I always have like a playlist on Spotify made for the film. So I I. I can't write without that. Like I need the vibe and it takes time. But then once it's so weird, it, this always happens. And I wonder if this is, it sounds like the same thing for you. Like once I sit with myself for enough hours, all of a sudden it clicks and I can write for an extensive amount of time. And I feel like that's just a different way to some people's approach with outlining because they write and write and write this whole outline. And in the same way, it's almost like how we are when we sit and think and so they're just like writing it though, I think it all out and structuring. So that way when they have the script, the same thing goes for them. They're able to then just write the whole thing in one sitting. But I, I just feel like for me, it doesn't work to write and write all the details. I'll like kind of scribble, I'll kind of doodle, I'll like put certain things out, but then I just like really just like kind of need to just sit <laughs> and and daydream and see like, cause the music will even inspire like scenery too when I'm like visually right so I just love that that was that's your approach because that's 
I don't, um, I hear a lot about outlining, but sometimes it's like, no, but I'm also just a kind of a dreamer. I don't really like to sit and write this intense outline. And I know that's okay, but it's cool to meet someone else who also kind of just does that. Who else does it? Emerald Fennell. Okay, nice. Oh, oh, yes, a promising young woman. (laughs) Yeah, so it's so cool to see that. And another thing that you said that um, even hit me today, I was listening to this kind of more meditative podcast thing. And it's this idea that um, when we say something, you know, we set out to want to do something like a film for, and I, I take it, I was thinking about this in terms of filmmaking today too, especially that we're like, oh, like I really want to do a feature film, but then you say, but that's impossible. I feel like that's already you negating like your dream and in a way almost saying that you don't want it without you even thinking about it. So I just feel like what you did, it's so telling is like, it it could have been really easy for you to be like, yeah, there's still, it's impossible for me to do this film this year. It just, it, it won't work. And I think we do have to be realistic, but <laughs> sometimes, but I just feel like if you just really have the strong desire, which you had, like I can do it this year and I will, then I think you, you you're only in the way of yourself and you didn't allow that you allowed room for you to really make it happen and the doors opened like you said and so that's really inspiring weird balance of like how do you know if when you're ready but also that not being ready but knowing you have to jump in and you will be ready when the time comes Mm -hmm. um I don't have the answer to that but I think it always lies in your gut and sometimes we overthink it because I, I mean I do this I've been overthinking um with like crew members for like who's the right person and you get in your own way um but just allowing for that silence and just trying to tune in however you do um because mm, that's powerful like- taking a moment of silence to like feel it yeah I think also, since we're already talking about the moment of silence, um, I think one thing too that's been so strong that's been able for this film to, to take this like giant leap is visualizing. Um, I, every single day, like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't um, like imagine my film. Cause I mean, I, when you write the script too and directing and breaking down the scenes, you're constantly seeing the scenes, mm-hmm. which is taking moments of like seeing your film up on the big screen and allowing yourself to feel what that feels like and maybe that's the actor part of me that loves to do that because you know we love emotions and expressing them um but just sitting with that feeling of seeing like because I know the I know the beginning and ending of my film so well and I already have the music to it so I'll either listen to it or just imagine it and it just every single time I just get tears and it's just amazing like butterflies like all these feelings and it's like how could I not make this film this year like and that's what happens when like things you know because obviously making a film is so difficult so all these things start to happen so yeah sometimes you're like fuck can I get this right (laughs) I'll just like tell myself to shut up lay down and imagine um you know the beginning and endings and like the written and directed by Jessica Michael Davis and then I'm like this is why I'm doing it. This is like, it doesn't matter of this small thing. Like, you know, like my bank, it took so long for me to finally get this bank account open for the LLC. And it's been so annoying because like there's been little hiccups here and there, but then I'll just like, you know, go into my music and I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to work out. And it did. Like we just got approved for it last week. Nice. I'm like, oh, thank God. Um, but it's, yeah, I think it's just always reminding yourself like why you're doing this mm-hmm. and the end feeling and yeah yeah I mean that like visualization you know people like people that have vision boards and like you know it like that's such a powerful thing is to like be able to visualize like and again it, it can either be a very specific like something you you are going to accomplish like visualizing just finishing the movie or it can be something like you know on the big screen like you know winning an Oscar for it like it doesn't matter what level you do it to as long as you're 
putting that energy there, you know? I mean, like, as actors, we've all, like, practiced getting up there and receiving your Oscar and having your Oscar speech, you know? And it's like, hey, I don't expect to win an Oscar, but, like, it just putting that energy out there is gonna move me forward. It's that momentum, you know, that forward-thinking energy. So, yeah, I think that's really an important tool that some people don't, like, you know, people just discount it. They're like, oh, it's just daydreaming, whatever. But no, like that really does put that energy out there. Yeah. And I would love to go back. Um, you mentioned the LLC. That's something that Carolina and I were very interested in hearing about because um, we have an LLC for our production company, but I hear of a lot of people opening one specifically for their film, which it sounds like you did. So if you can speak to that, um, what made you make that decision and what that process is like? Yeah. Um, so I look up to filmmakers who I, you know, want to see myself as the next step. Um, so, and it's, it's constantly evolving and I'll find like new people to kind of grasp onto and follow on Instagram and like, see like, Ooh, what are they doing? That's working for them. Um, and so currently like my two people that I look to are Diane Bell and Jim Cummings who have both gone to Sundance with their films and are just incredible mentors within the indie world. Um, they're really good about putting out um, Q and A's and talkbacks and just helping filmmakers. Um, but both of them have talked about creating LLCs for their films and how important that is. And so it wasn't really a question for me. I was like, okay, this is the next step. Um, and I think it's important. Well, what they say is important um, is because don't want to, you know, there's all this money coming in and out for the film now, and you don't want to cross that with personal funds. Mm -hmm. um, and honest, I mean, I'm not an accountant, and that stuff is overwhelming, and creating it has been overwhelming, but I just, whenever something, I'm confused about something, I'll either, like, ask my dad, who is a businessman, or, you know, look up something, Google yeah. something, like, what is a, like, an S corp? Mm -hmm. I don't know what an is <laughs> um but, so com was the website i used um which was recommended from jim cummings in one of his like talk back things and it's really easy you go into your state and like how to you know create the llc and we did it in ohio because it's being shot in ohio i'm from there and it was also i was just gonna say it's probably so much cheaper <laughs> um and yeah i hello <laughs> Um, <laughs> listeners are done. She's getting kissed. Yeah, it's so cute. I have like a certain time limit of how long I can be on this. <laughs> and then they're like, my attention. Um, so I, I created the LLC with my co star, co producer. Um, and then honestly, that's it was really all through Ink File okay. that made it simple. Um, and because what does it actually service? Does it like easily to break? Does it kind of structure your LLC like the profits or where the investment money goes? Is that what it does? Like what is? No. Um, well, they give you all that. Like it go ahead. It files it to the state for you. Um, it gets you all the documents you need. You get a you get some incentives with like the certain thing that you get. So someone called me and I was able to ask a bunch of questions about. Um, like how and how it works in terms of taxes and stuff like that. Um, I haven't brought on someone yet, but I'll eventually bring on someone to deal with the account. Uh, and then they also go ahead and get in touch with a bank for you. So I just went, you don't have to do that, but I did because they already had all my information. Mm -hmm. um, so that was an easy step where someone from the bank called me and I was like, great, like, let's get this done. Yeah. Now. And then um, it just keeps it, I think, nice and easy for you. So you can access all the documents you need within one thing. Cool. Um, yeah. And then in terms of they, the bank set up a payroll bank account and a checking bank account, because I was very confused about the whole, like, how to pay out of people and then how to, like, there were some banks that looked like they were, like, charging for deposits and transactions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, what happening with business bank accounts for sure um, and I'm still not a pro like I'm learning as I go and it's very overwhelming but I think honestly you just have to dive in and figure out the ropes as you go and turn to people I mean like Google is luckily a great aspect I think I did like I was looking up some YouTube videos of like LLCs and the differences and why you should not um do like a single LLC um 
why you should always have someone as a member because it just protects you and your business better when you're a partnership. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. Join myself, Derek Krenevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on Geekscape.net. Like you said, there's just so much to look into and it's not just this one easy decision like, okay, I have an LLC, that's it. No, there's like so many micro decisions amongst creating one. So I think that's, that sounds like that system kind of gives you almost someone to ask advice for, like go for advice and then easily organizes everything into one place. So that's what I'm hearing and it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. And even just creating an LLC for an individual film, um, that's not something I had really heard of, Carolina. You you heard of that more than I had. Um, but it really does make sense. I mean, you know, it, it's like the big studios and stuff. Like they might not be creating specifically an LLC per film, but that's because they have you know a business account with payroll that they have somebody taking care of that they have all of those things. And it's like on the independent level you probably don't. <laughs> so this at least kind of allows you to to make your film its own like entity that you then are, you know, paying the people out from and all of that is like taking care of rolled up into one business model that is separate from you and whatever else you create. So like even just on the organizational level, you know, it it seems like it really does make sense. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know how production companies who create different films like in, within the indie world do it. Um, but for example, Jim Cummings, who has done multiple films, I know that he creates a new LLC with each film because that way if something happens with one film, God forbid, you know, it doesn't affect another film or those, the people who worked on that film. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it helps clearly organize and keep everything in its own. It almost sounds from what I'm hearing and the, the, the talks I've, I've heard about LLCs for films, it's just when you're getting that investor money and, you know, how to organize it and deal with it properly, I think it just, that's when I think you would need an LLC more or less for um, your film because I wouldn't say that that's something you need for every single film, like any tip average mm-hmm. independent filmmaker, especially if you're starting or, you know, are going to need, but I think if you plan to distribute it, pay back investors, you know, have this, yeah, bigger production involved to cover yourself and to have, you know, everyone paid out correctly. I think that's probably when you would need one. Tell me if that's like what your thoughts behind that too were. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cause with, you know, with escaping Ohio, we did the crowdfunding and raised 4,400 and that's, but we still have to turn that into taxes. Mm-hmm. But as an actor and creator, I already, you know, deduct a lot of things. Um, so I didn't worry about the LLC. In my I just put that as like a tax write-off. Um, and I deal with an accountant who knows, you know, about acting and stuff like that. Um, so he helps me in terms of what I can and can't deduct. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he's helping me because I just give him a list of things and he's like, okay, let's deduct this. Yeah. Um, Smart. But- but yeah, when we're starting to make profits now and you know, distributions, uh, all that that's going to come with this film, um, that's when I was like, okay, like we should do this the right way, get an LLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, our budget is 154K. Because if we were, you know, if we were making like a small budget, like a 10 grand film and Kickstarter and stuff like that, honestly, maybe you don't need an LLC. Right. Uh, you can pay people out of your pocket. You can still deduct things for your film. Um but when you're dealing with a bigger amount, I think it's probably for everyone's own safety to go ahead and get that separate LLC. Yeah. No, I'm glad separate. that we are, we're making this distinction here because I think I don't I didn't want like listeners to think like okay now I need to figure out this LLC like no there, there's like I think a right amount of money and where you see your film going to when you need to make that kind of decision mm-hmm. because it's again, like a lot of other extra paperwork and, and money to, to even support the LLC as we know with 
our own shit. <laughs> well, like, yeah, because we, we, our LLC is based in California, which has an $800 yearly fee. So <laughs> yeah, like it, it can, it can get a little crazy, but again, you know, if you're able to do it somewhere else where it's a little cheaper, like you did with Ohio, you know, that is going to affect it too. So, you know, listeners, if you are thinking like, oh, this makes sense for me, but oh, I don't want to deal with that. Like, think about filing it somewhere else. You know, you can, it's, it's the same thing as like actors that can be local hires other places. Like think about where, you know, if you're from somewhere in the Midwest and now you live in LA, file it back home at your parents' address or, you know, whatever you need to do. So yeah. 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 Ohio, I think is a hundred dollars. Yeah. I paid two fifty for like the whole package mm-hmm. that got me like help and agreements and stuff like that. Um, but I'm pretty sure that just the filing fee itself is a hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. And see that, that all starts to add up. Like you're like, okay, now I have to pay this fee for, yeah, to file things. You always have to pay. We found like, even just to file our freaking like certificates or tasks anytime here, like just to be like, yeah, our annual, like Tessa and I are still working together. There's a fee for that. It's like 20 bucks or something, nothing crazy, but still like, there's always a fee attached. So you just... It's just something to keep in mind, I think, for everyone listening, like when it is appropriate. But like now that you have these bigger plans of like a 150K budget, are you looking at investor pooling only? How Talk to us about how you plan on, on getting the funds for that. Yeah, um, we're actually still in the midst of that, um, cool. which is also scary. So we yeah. can always in a couple months. Um, once that's all finished and wrapped. Absolutely, but, babe. You yeah, got this. Uh, <laughs> It'll happen. It's all good. I mean, I've definitely been in talks with people. Um, you know, I, I'm the type of person that I'm not precious with my work. I love putting it out there. And even if like, yes, it's terrifying to like put something out there because people think things and stuff like that. But at the same time, like if you feel good about your work, like I just I put it out there, you know. Um, but that does pay off and people I get people's vibes here and there and they're like oh I'm really interested in what you're doing like let me know if I can help um I do have a lot of I work in a bar I bartend on the side um a lot of high-end people and I've been working there for a while and they've been seeing my growth and are impressed and just support me in general as an artist um so I've been in talks with people here and there about uh investing in this and Granted, like no names have been signed or anything because I'm going to be going with WeFunder, mm-hmm. which is a crowd equity platform. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I, we've heard yeah. of it because we've talked a little bit about it with other guests, but neither of us has like looked into it enough to be super familiar with it. I, I think isn't that, um, yeah, I think we had recently a, a producer come and it's cool because it kind of divvies up the prop, like the the investors get, you know, already there's a contract, right? When you, yes, that's what's so cool about it. There's a contract already hosted on the platform for your investors to easily just come in and they can sign the contract and you're not dealing with extra negotiations or anything. It's just very clear cut. And you can, um, do you have to, is there a set amount though? That's what I, I'm wondering. That's- For an investor, like a minimum? Mm-hmm. Just $100 the minimum oh shit that's so cool that's the amazing thing is that people can come in and invest whatever amount so you can have you know maybe like 100 investors and it's like little amounts here and there bigger amounts um but i think that's really what because what i loved about season spark is this feeling of community and all these people like feeling like they're a part of your Mm -hmm. film and i actually met people through that film like one of our producers who um jumped on and took the associate producer credit and supported us and I wouldn't have met him if it wasn't for that and he's such a great person um and so I love that feeling and with that now being an investment thing where people can make their money back you know we're not just offering uh, incentives Mm. um I really really love that structure Mm. and I'm able to prove myself through a website and video and presentation um because I don't know if it's maybe my insecurities that come out or me being a woman and but when I'm with people, um, especially men who have money and power, um, it does feel like this asking mm-hmm. when I'm in, um, at least the people that I have spoke to, they're very nice people, but it does feel like a position where you're asking not, for a favor almost then. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm f- like, in, I'm in my best environment when it's in person. Yeah. 
So when I'm able to hand over a platform and be like, this is what I can do. And this is an amazing opportunity. And you could have, like, you can invest in anything, but this is only like, this is the only time this film is happening. And I want you to be a part of it. And I feel so much more confident in that structure because I know I can prove myself. Um, And so that's why I wanted to go with WeFunder. I love that. Being able to show myself, um, to the people who I know who would be interested, but maybe are a little doubting. And I'm like, here's, ease your doubts right now. Yeah. Um, and also too, the cool thing about that is cause I have spoke to someone who wanted to maybe be a full investor, like cover the whole film. Um, and I don't know, maybe w- if it's the right person, that'd be amazing. But I like the idea of having little people here and there and it doesn't really feel like anyone certainly owns the film. Um, mm-hmm. Unless, that's someone you want to work with side by side yeah um but I wasn't really I didn't know them um and I'm like oh like I don't know how this relationship's gonna work uh I feel like I'd be more comfortable having you know I want my say on the film that's why I'm doing independent film and going this route yeah, and exactly not yeah I feel that because I think I mean honestly even if it is someone you know and trust like anything could happen they could lose all of their money somehow. Like, you know, anything could happen. That's just, that's such a big risk to put all of that, you know, pressure on one person. So I get that. Yeah. And now not having to get an entertainment lawyer, mm-hmm. like the, I love that just does all it for you. Exactly. Like how, yeah. Inkfile does that. And now WeFunder does that. And it's like, I'm letting all these websites handle the third party stuff because that stuff can get like confusing. Yeah. It's a lot. And expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too um you know making appointments and getting I don't know how you know mm-hmm. that could just maximize all that time that absolutely I just feel like it's so easy to present your film and the tiers are like you know where you can come and invest and I think it's just so it's you feel more confident you know approaching those investors too if you were to meet them in person you'd be like well, here's me, but here's the platform and it's like very clear cut and you just feel confident in presenting that. I think that's because like back to what you were saying, you can feel like like this weird pressure of like mm-hmm. if you like have to, you feel like you're asking then presenting an opportunity and that's the difference, right? So I love, I feel like the more I hear about this platform, the more I'm like intrigued by it too because yeah, see, Spark is like this, real, like you were saying, it's a really cool filmmaking community, but they don't quite do the, they don't do those contracts and stuff. That's like really critical if you're looking for like big, big money and to have and to credit people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm curious too, um, going back to the whole LLC um, conversation is this is the one thing I really have no idea about if you create an LLC for your film specifically is like, do you eventually does, is it like, do you does just it keep paying for that every year? Yeah. Like how long is that, does that go on for? <laughs> I looked into that and I believe so, but I think you can also close a business. Okay. At a point. Um, even like terminate okay. it. And I don't know, I haven't looked so far into like the fees that come with that mm-hmm. or there's anything, um, you know, any cons to that, but I do know that's an option. Um, I'm kind of the person that's like, I'll cross that bridge when it comes, yeah. um, which could be good or bad. <laughs> uh, so, um, but I do think too, I, I mean, this is maybe me just thinking in long term, but I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to continue making films and hopefully, you know, I, my work excites mm-hmm. people and they'll be like, oh, what was the first film this filmmaker made? And then go back and, you know, rent this film and um, it still profits. Yeah. Continues to profit. Be- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think if we just, <laughs> I love, I love your thought process. You're just so like, you have a really good sense of like faith and envisioning your your future to so positive. So that way, like you're not, you're not getting hung up on all the ifs, ands, and buts like along the way. So in a way, you know, most people be like, well, girl, you should do your research. You should know if like, you got to pay this fine, but you're just like, yeah, but it's going to make money. So <laughs> I'm good. I love that. I love your spirit. That's amazing. And I just, I feel like you, you're going to be really successful just because you, you are doing the work behind it, but you're also not getting hung up on like all these things. And I think sometimes we just need to jump in and figure it out. Yeah. That's scary, but, uh, it is yeah, that's, I'm just like, girl, maybe I should go do that research. But, uh, 
I'll cross that bridge when it comes and then I'll tell you whether or not I should. (laughs) Fair enough. You know, you live and you learn. That's the whole thing. Like, you know, you make mistakes and you learn from them or hopefully it's not a mistake and you still learn and you, you know, like you just keep doing it because it's worked for you, you know? So yeah, it's like, or if we can find that answer for you too, or if we like, cause we're always trying to learn and, and figure things out ourselves. That's why we have the show. We're like, you know, we're just figuring it out as well. Like we can absolutely also, you know, if we find anything, circle back to you guys who are listening and, and to you, Jessica, because I think we're we're the exact same as you <laughs> in the exact same place, just like figuring it out and growing. And we we need to like, you know, help each other if we figure stuff out. That's just where it's at. Yeah. Well, hey girl. Yeah, we're always figuring. Everybody's always learning (laughs) the whole time. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this for 20 years, like, because everything changes, too. You know, once you think you have a handle on filmmaking, it's like something new is is changing. So, yeah. Cool. Well, Jessica, can you please tell our listeners um, where they can find you, where they can find your work um, and how they can get a hold of you or keep in touch with you? Yeah, I'm Jessica Michael Davis across all platforms um, on Instagram, my website, jessicamichaeldavis.com, um, at jessicamichaeldavis at gmail.com is a way to contact me or just slide in, in my DMs. I'm on Instagram a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter now recently, but I rarely get on there. I haven't figured out the tweeting aspect of it, but I think I'm Jessica Michael D on Twitter. Cool. And is, um, you're going to, are you going to have fundraising set up for your film, um, via Weave Wonder for everyone? Are you going to be posting about that there too on your Instagram? Yeah, we'll be launching that in like the next two weeks. Okay, perfect. Um, we'll be blasting all about that. Um, I'm definitely good about, or good, but also I think it helps me as well is to put, like, I feel like I grow with the people in my community and Instagram is the way that I like talk to everyone like all my friends and people who have met along this journey um so I like to put all my information out there and we kind of learn together um so I'll probably be sharing a lot of the ups and downs along the way as well perfect we love to see that because it's it's the real you know behind it so yeah yeah no that's perfect so we'll definitely reshare too when we see that come up because we love to to blast that so thank you jessica for taking the time today meeting with us i i feel like you got a good grip on this girl so just keep on keep on moving forward and envisioning that's so exciting like yeah we we're we're feeling that energy too and i feel like a lot of people in our community we just gotta keep on moving on and making making stuff like just doing it so i love that you're in that same same space yes thank you yeah, I love, I've listened to a few of your episodes too. And I feel like a lot of your um, guest members are in the same mindset, like Emily Sky, and there was another girl I listened to. And I, I love what you're putting out there. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. No, thank you. We're like, that's the thing we love. Like when I saw your gram and saw that you were also so open about your step-by-step process, like you said, you put that out there. I was like, this is, she, she gets it and she wants to share. And I love, I love, love, love that. That's how we'll learn and grow together. So yeah. thank you, Jessica. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at FemRegard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.